Hello, I am Avery or Hazel or Kylie. You can just pick one, I don't care. Hello, I am Lily. And welcome to the Strategic Homeland... Wait, what comes after Homeland? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I do know I was actually quoting the show, but still... Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I, I think it was, um... What, that, that fucking doctor dude who was, like, the transhumanist... Like, I think it was him that said it. But yeah, um, welcome to the From the Closet podcast. Today we are covering Agents of the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division, Season 3. Did you have to uh, say the entire thing? I wanted to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so as usual, this episode will contain spoilers for uh, the show. Um, if you'd like to avoid those, there's a link in the description below to the Just Watch page for this series, uh, which itself will have links to all the places you can rent, purchase, or stream this series. For us here in the U.S., it's available on Disney+. Plus. Used to be available on Netflix. I'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, our Just Watch link is to the U.S. version of the site. However, if you use the Just Watch app, it will automatically redirect you to your country's page. And if you're using the website, you can change the country from the website page. Also in the description is a link to our Patreon, where you can vote on future episodes of the show, as well as get access to episodes before they release, as well as early access to episodes of our sister show, Off the Shelf, which is about books and new episodes coming soon. That podcast is exclusive to YouTube and Patreon. Um, also in the description below is a link to Anchor.fm, which I guess doesn't really lead to Anchor.fm anymore, but we're still using the same link, so whatever. Oh, uh, God. Which itself, if, if it no longer works, replacing that link will just be a nightmare. Yeah. Um, but whatever. That, uh, that, that link itself will lead you to a page that has links to every platform this podcast is on, as well as links to our Instagram and Twitter where you can be notified when we release a new episode. Speaking of new episodes, next week you can join us for Spies in Disguise and Beautiful Creatures. Next month, you can join us for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Slingshot and the Marvel One-Shots, which is, you know, things like The Consultant, Item 47, All Hail the King, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Thor's Hammer, all of those. Um, except for the Team Thor and Team Daryl, we're doing those later. Um... um. Right now, I am uh, recording a podcast episode on hard mode, because I have this cat that will not leave me alone. Yeah, that's cool. You can also join us in two months for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4. So look forward to that. But with all that being said, if you would like to avoid spoilers, please get out of here now, because we are going to start talking about the series. Okay, so let's talk about my experience with uh, the show. Okay. So, going forward with our Marvel television coverage, I will not have seen anything. So, both me and Lily will be going in blind. So, gonna so be... will this cast. Yeah, so uh, that's going to be fun. So, the, the whole thing was, like, I started Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um... During the time when it was on Netflix. And then, when I was partway through season three, which is the season we're covering today, um, it was announced that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would be leaving Netflix. 
and it was not announced that the show would be coming back to uh, the show would be coming to Disney Plus. And this is here in the U.S. Apparently, when I was watching, um, apparently when I was watching it on Netflix in Canada, it was already on Disney Plus. So, huh. you know, th- th- that's a thing. Here in the U.S., it was not on Disney Plus, though. Um, I guess it's because, um, you know, they saw it, the Netflix still had the rights, and they just had yeah. to wait for it to expire. So, yeah, um, when that ha- happened, I just stopped watching the show, and uh, it, it was a decent enough spot to stop at. It was, like, I stopped right after watching the episode where they had to let go of Bobby and Hunter. I wonder where they are right now. Who knows? Probably, Probably hell. I don't think so. <laughs> Probably living it up, if I'm being honest. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, going forward, I'll have seen nothing. And this is going to be a fun time. Um, I especially like, I don't know, uh, part of me feels kind of, I don't know what word to use to describe this. Part of me almost wishes that we weren't doing this for the podcast because Marvel is taking a much longer time between releases of their content uh, than they were during Phase 4. Like, you know, if we were still in Phase 4, Secret Invasion would have already been out by now, um, but it isn't. Um, And it has been... um, it's been two months since Quantum Mania. I think that's really good because, like, I actually don't think Secret Invasion, like, Secret Invasion, was supposed to come out between Quantum Mania and Guardians Three, and now it's looking like Guardians Three is just going to be the next thing, um, and that comes out in May, I think. I see. And I feel like, um, I feel like a four-month break is good for like, Marvel pumping out stuff. Like, hopefully, Phase 5 is better than Phase 4. But we shall see. But the reason, like, so I was saying, like, I kind of wish we weren't doing this for the podcast, because... You would want to watch it, just binge it, right? Yeah, like, I kind of wanted to binge all the Marvel TV stuff, but now it's just like, do I really want to do that if we're going to be if I'm going to have to do it again relatively soon? <laughs> yeah. Sounds painful. Yeah. So like I'm just not going to. And then like I don't know, it's just it's something. But um So yeah, like most uh, I I actually probably shouldn't say most. A decent chunk of this season was content that I had never seen before. Which was fun. Um, we only really had that before with Agent Carter, because when I was watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I learned about Agent Carter later. Um, and oh, then yeah. by, by the time I learned about it, it wasn't... It, I, I had already gone through all of Season 2 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and had started Season 3, so it's like, oh, I missed that. <laughs> So yeah, this season, I think this season is really, really good. I think it's better than season one or season two. Um, by a lot, actually. By a long shot. Though, um, 
There is an issue I have with it, but I will talk about that a little bit later. Is it the same issue that I voiced earlier in our, like, pre-recording conversations? Um, I'm pretty sure it's not. It's one of the issues that I was talking to you about yesterday. Like, just so something that just I, didn't make sense. Oh, if it's the question you brought up to me, I do have an answer. Oh, you finally have an answer? Yes. Okay, so... Basically, I'm I'm just going to give a rundown of the plot, I guess. Hmm. So, uh, due to the Terrigen Crystals, like, being dropped into the ocean and, like, basically disintegrating into the water, um, and, like, getting, uh, you know, contaminating the fish, which were then turned into fish oil, which, like, all of that we saw in, at the end of Season 2, due to yeah. all of that, there is now an Inhumans outbreak. Um, Thankfully, the dose... I just realized. Sorry. Thankfully, the dosage of the Terrigen is so small that it isn't fatal to humans. It's just life-changing for Inhumans. Yeah, that was the one thing I just thought about. Yeah, like, they actually actually say this out loud in the show, so... That makes sense. I just forgot. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, there's this Inhumans outbreak, um, the United States government is, like, it, they're not allowed to, um, well, I guess they technically are allowed to say that S.H.I.E.L.D.'s around, but they don't want to. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, I think, like, people have short memories, but not that short. Yeah. So they they create the ATCU, um, which I, I forget what that stands for, but their whole purpose is to, like, deal with Inhumans. Yeah, and, and in the earlier part of the season, um, deal is, um, well, is what you think it is. Yeah, until it turns out to actually not be that, at really much at all. Um, but... The thing is, like, with the whole AC- ATCU, um, uh, they're coming across, like, a lot of Inhumans, and the ones that they're not able to catch, the ones that S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't catching, those are dying, and nobody knows why. The ATCU suspects S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't even know what's happening. That's because the organization is snatching them up. Before S.H.I.E.L.D. can even get a good look. So, we come to find out that this is due to the, uh, well, this is due to another Inhuman called Lash. Who's just been going around. That was depressing. That entire plot was depressing. Lash has been going around killing Inhumans, and not just the ones who are turning because of this outbreak. The ones who were from Afterlife, as well. And that's very concerning. Meanwhile, we also have Fitz trying to uh, bring Simmons back from... Um, oh, yeah, because um, an a- the, uh, in the last season, um, we had something else to tear them apart again. 
How <laughs> joyful. Yes. So the monolith, more on the monolith later, um, kind of sucked her off to an a alien planet. I know that phrasing is weird, but we'll I roll mean, with it. It, it, it really happened. <laughs> I, I don't have any way, other way better to phrase it, actually. Yeah, so um, she spends over 4,000 hours, which I think is roughly six months, on this planet. God, I mean, it, everyone was telling Fist, like, you know, she's dead, you know. Just give up. Yeah. It was wild. I think... Honestly, I think that episode might be the best episode. Like, the episode where we actually see what happens to her on the planet. Is Two moons, yet no sunrise. <laughs> I mean, they did get a sunrise, but, like, apparently it was going to be, like, 18 years before another one, and you could only see it at a pole... So a, sl a very slow sunrise. Yeah. But, okay, so that episode I think might be the best episode. Like, th the one where we see what happens to her. That actually might be the best episode of the whole season. Might even be the best episode of the whole show so far. Maybe. Um, I don't know what my favorite episode is. I really I mean, love that one. There's a lot of good ones. Um, the one where um, Bobby and the other one, I'm sorry, I forgot the name right now. Um, Hunter. Yeah, Hunter. Um, when they when they had to resign, I mean, that ending scene where everyone just took a shot. I mean, that was, like, super emotional, yes. The thing that strikes me as odd, though, is... Hmm. Why did this happen? What do you mean? Like, I get the in-universe explanations and stuff, but the actors just kind of disappear after this episode. And I'm wondering if this wasn't necessarily an artistic decision. I'm wondering if this was because the actors needed to go on to do other things. So you think they walked off? I think the show, like, gave them a send-off so that they could go do other things. Do they come back? I don't know. I haven't mm. seen the rest of the show. <laughs> We've established I just, this. I was wondering if you, like, looked up there, um... You know, I mean, you go on, um, the wikis a lot, and I beat voice actor, um, uh, registry. You just looked I have up a very, their actors. That's what I mean to I say. have a very good idea of what the next several seasons' plot lines are going to be about. Hmm. Um, but that's more based on the fact that I know what the monolith is. And if you've been, just been watching the show so far, you really just don't know... <laughs> And there's a lot more to it than that, uh, than what we've seen. I mean, they could just stop and explaining it and just move on to the next thing. That would be a massive waste of potential. Like, hugely massive waste. And something interesting is going to happen next season. 
I'm gonna pull up a wiki article. Give me a second. But yeah, so, um, just complicated things. But when they go to rescue Simmons, um, the Colson is on a mission to kill Ward because Ward killed the head of the AC- ATCU, which who Colson was kind of falling in love with. That was weird. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. So, Ward killed her. Coulson goes, like, on a revenge death spree and stuff. So, um, Coulson ends up on this alien planet, as does Ward and Fitz. Fitz is there to try to get Will out. Um, but that's not just Simmons. impossible. Yeah, that's just not possible at all. Um, so, the thing that is concerning here. So, mm. when Coulson and Fitz leave, they come out of, like, the rubble that was left of the monolith or whatever. Okay. Well, something else comes with them, and that happens to be Hive in Ward's body, because, like, Coulson kills Ward on the planet or whatever. They, mm-hmm. they even named it. Um, they named the planet, and I don't remember what it was. But the thing is, so, Lily and I were both confused as to wh- how he escaped, because um, we never see him. He was hiding in the rubble. Huh. And, yes, the Zephyr did blast that area full of missiles, but, I mean, we also see Hive shrug off a missile later in the season, so... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That finally answers um, that concern. Yeah. Well, another thing is, like, they got out, right? Yeah. And it's, it's still a portal at this point. They would just turn off the vibrations. So then, no portal. I mean, there was still enough time. Like, even a fraction of a second is enough time. Wouldn't they also see him? I mean, that's, like, my main concern. Not, not if he's hiding in the rubble. No, they wouldn't see him. I mean, if they blow it all up... Well, they still need to get into the Zeppelin, then. If they, like, when they blow it all up, they're already long gone. They got out of there fast. Hmm. Right, yeah. I forgot. So, yeah, they never really did say in chat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I like how basic- he was reflect. Like, later in the season, you can see Coulson reflect on his decision on killing Ward. Yeah, there's even like a little line, uh, there's there's even some dialogue about it. He was like, I I always feared that this might come back to haunt me, but I didn't think it would actually come back to haunt me. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> he, he was thinking metaphorically, but it happened literally. <laughs> Yeah. I wonder what happened if um, he never killed uh, if we just didn't kill him. 
See, the thing that comes to my mind is, I think Ward knew he Coulson was going to kill him. Why is that? Just the vibe that I get from him when he was on that planet, it, it strikes me that he knew that he had to die and that Coulson was going to kill him. That's... I can't say for sure that that's right, but that's just what it feels like to me. Ward was an interesting villain for um, season two and when he was alive for season three. Yeah. So, like, my my only issue with Ward as a villain is that the twist that made him a villain just does not really work. Oh, no, it really um, doesn't. But from then on, I mean. Yeah, like... He's a, he's a far more interesting inter, entertaining villain than he is a hero. I disagree. I mean, like, back in season one, I did actually like Ward a bit. But, yeah, so I know I had mentioned to you in past episodes that Hydra does have an overall goal. And we find out that goal in this season. They uh, they were founded with the hope of bringing Hive back to Earth. That's crazy. And uh, why? <laughs> well, here's because the thing. they think he'll reward them somehow. Um, Hydra, you know, this entire thing... The first time we see it in World War II, Infiltrate Shield, um, which actually, when it infiltrates Shield, that means there's two Hydras, right? I'm sorry. The first time we see Hydra um, is during World War II, but there's no yeah. Shield at this time. They infiltrate the SSR and kill Dr. Erskine um, so that he can't make more of the Super Soldier Serum. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm just, um, but back on, um, so there was a significant point of Hydra that was, um, you know, sacrificing people to this, to what they think is their god. Yeah. The other part of Hydra, they're really not concerned about that because to them, what their ultimate goals is, is control. Ever since World yes. War II, it feels like um, that their goal was to control. And then suddenly you have this, which basically like, no, we actually want to bring back fucking God. At least that's what they yeah, think. So let me, let me just try to explain the timeline here. So Hydra was founded quite a bit before World War II um, with the goal of bringing back Hive. Um, but they keep a relatively low profile. As Hydra up until, does. Yeah. I, like, it's an extremely low profile, I would say. Up until World War II, when the Red Skull, who was a very high-ranking member of Hydra, 
started working for Adolf Hitler and blah, 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 blah. The events of Captain America, the first Avenger, happen. Red Skull gets teleported off to who knows where. I mean, I know where, but you don't. Um, I have a guess. <laughs> and people believe Hydra is defeated. Now, this, this uh, smaller faction or whatever that is trying to bring back Hive... They're still kind of around, doing their own thing. Meanwhile, Arnim Zola is imprisoned by um, the SSR, and then eventually the SSR morphs into S.H.I.E.L.D., and because of Operation Paperclip, he is recruited to work for S.H.I.E.L.D., where he starts communicating with the other heads of HYDRA to start rebuilding the network. Uh, like. Like, yeah, building Hydra back up inside S.H.I.E.L.D. And then Captain America the Winter Soldier happens. But that doesn't really destroy Hydra, as we know. Um, yeah. So Hydra is still... It almost feels like that there's two different um, Hydras going on, but they're just, like, working together. Yeah, it, 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 it almost does feel that way, but, like... Um, like, oh, no, I would Zola, say that I remember. Like, I don't feel like they share. Um, like the Hydra that sacrificing people share the same viewpoints as Gorgonzola. No, I don't think they do. I mean, it, it was very obvious that Alexander Pierce was not um, really buying into all of the uh, the whole purpose of, like, Hydra, and he was the director for a while. A lot of... A lot of Hydra's goal was resting on the, um, the Malik family, um, and they were the ones carrying out everything, and they were always high-ranking in Hydra. Hmm. Um, but they didn't necessarily always lead Hydra. That wouldn't be... I mean, when Grant hands over the keys to Malik um, in this season, that's when the two factions of Hydra really merge together um, and become one unified Hydra again. So, okay, and there's another thing that uh, trips me up and gives me questions, okay? Uh-huh. Entertain me in a little bit, but... So Hydra existed before, uh, you know, all of this World War II, right? That is correct. But until Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, every Hydra member we have seen does a Hitler salute. Yeah. A lot of them, though, are, like... A lot of Hydra members don't even know the full story. That's the thing. I mean, Grant Ward didn't know the full story. John Garrett didn't know the full story from what we're told. I mean... Hmm. A good chunk of Hydra does believe that Red Skull founded Hydra, but he didn't. As we know. So. Okay, so that, that explains a lot. Yeah, like, Red Skull was the first time Hydra 
really had a big presence. And that's why a lot of like the people in universe believe that he founded Hydra, blah, 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 blah. Because he was the head of the very largest branch of Hydra. Question. And this is mm. another question about comics. Did this happen? I I can't remember. I stopped reading Marvel comics quite a while back. Fair enough. I was just wondering, like, was this in the comics, or did they just fucking bullshit all of this up? Like, you know, oh, actually, they weren't founded in um, World War II. Uh, here's some new backstory. Yeah, see, like, I remember some things from the comics, but, like, I don't remember Hive at all. So, I mean, I, I, I would say do with that what you will, but you're going to do absolutely nothing with that, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, what do you but, want me to look up again? I, I don't remember. It was the, I don't remember. the lightning I don't, um, kid. No, I was going to look that up later. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, basically, the um, everything with Hydra is like now kind of revealed. And it seems to be that, um, seems to be that Hydra is eradicated now. Hmm. I don't necessarily know that that's the case because i mean there are still four more seasons of this show left and also just a cherry on top is fucking hydra yeah i mean but to be fair malik who was the head of hydra did give away everything that's true um but i mean, I mean it's like colson said you mess with a man's family and all bets are off. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, also, their um, primary goal is now dead. Yeah. Like, they achieved their primary goal. It didn't go the way they thought it would. But now, I mean, it's a fool's errand to say that Hydra is dead. We'll see. Like there was a um, there was a WHIH newsfront uh, episode, which it, it, it's its own thing. We don't need to cover, hmm. um, but it's kind of like a a news channel that exists in in universe. But you can also watch the episodes. It's weird. Hmm. Okay, I'm actually interested. I might want to watch that. But they did an episode um, where, like, in the little scrolling text at the bottom, you can see Hydra eradicated. And this was released just after Season 3, Episode 18, where they eradicated Hydra, supposedly. I mean, so I have all, like... It could Hydra could finally be dead, but don't expect it to be, because that's exactly <laughs> what Hydra wants you to do. See, the thing is, I'm not sure how Hydra could factor in to the upcoming storylines, knowing what I know about the monolith. Um, 
Oh, shit. Uh, I looked that up. Okay, so, um, uh, control T. So, I'm not sure if that's going to be brought up next season. It may not be. It oh, could shit. be another hey, uh, season Avery, later. Yeah, Hydra is back. Yeah, we weren't supposed to be spoiling stuff. Um, so, you remember how I look up the episodes? Like, I look up all the episode um, release order, so I can compare that to, um... Well, well actually, I don't know if Hydra's back because of one of the episode names, but... You know how I look up the Wikipedia to compare them release dates to Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. This next season is um, split up into three chunks. Ghost Rider, LMD, and Agents of Hydra. That doesn't necessarily mean Hydra's back, but I mean, it could be something. Agents of Hydra actually has one... For, oh shit! Okay. Um. Okay. The first episode is called "What If." Of that's interesting. Asian of Hydra arc, I guess. That's interesting. Uh, that, that's a very interesting title to go with. Um. I do know. The monolith is going to come back into play. Whether or not that's in season four, or we'll see. Five or whatever. I do have a question. Does Ghost Rider or LMD raise anything for you? Well, Ghost Rider does ring quite a few bells. I mean, okay, there were there were two Ghost Rider movies. Um, like, during the MCU run, but they weren't MCU movies. I see. And um, I do know that we are, like, if Ghost Rider is going to be involved anytime soon, then that means we are probably also going to be getting our first glimpse at a specific book that created a lot of questions, but thankfully Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness answered those questions. Interesting. Okay. I'm game. But yeah, um, we're not here to talk about season four yet. So yeah, some things about this season. I really enjoyed like the storyline with Lash slash Andrew Garner. Um, I thought that was very very compelling, and like getting the reveal that he was actually. Like, that Andrew Garner was actually Lash was kind of... It, it was shocking and also heartbreaking to see him go down this path, which you know that, like, normally he would never go down. I mean, he's a therapist. And I don't know what's more heartbreaking, honestly, to seeing that or to see May go through with this. Yeah, like, there's... There's even this scene where she shoots him, I think, like, three times. Yeah. And Coulson turns to her, and he's like, how did you know that wouldn't kill him? And she says, I didn't. 
honestly, like, this entire season is really tragic. Yeah. And, like, May even comes into this season off of, like, she took a vacation, I guess, where <laughs> she goes to visit her father. And uh, I, I bring up her father because, like, I, I, act I actually took some notes because I saw him and I immediately recognized him. This man is in a lot of stuff, but the things I know him from are Everything Everywhere All at Once, where he plays Gong Gong, Turning Red, where he plays Mr. Gao, uh, the entire Kung Fu Panda franchise, where he plays Mr. Ping. Wait, I don't really? I don't necessarily remember who that is, but I think it might be Poe's dad. Yeah. That's a pretty significant um, role. Yeah, so uh, he was in the 1998 Mulan movie where he voiced Chifu. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He was in Teen Titans where he voiced Professor Chang. And he voiced a bunch of miscellaneous characters in Avatar The Last Airbender. Sounds cool. Yeah, so he's in a lot of stuff. I... I really only recognized him from everything everywhere all at once because out of all, all of those things that I just listed, that's the only one that's actually live action. <laughs> I wonder how um, how hard it is to find old actors. I mean, the funny thing, the weird thing and the funny thing to me is like, he's, he, he, he was in Mulan and Melinda, Melinda May's actress voiced Mulan <laughs> What great! They, they 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 met up again. How how touching! She, she's also apparently in like a lot of Star Wars stuff. I I love her performance, no matter what she's in. Yeah. So we, how do I put this? Um, we get to see a lot of other Inhumans this season, as you'd expect from there being a literal outbreak. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, I think this outbreak was supposed to span, if I'm remembering the timeline video that I watched recently uh, correctly, um, if I'm remembering it right, the outbreak was supposed to be from April to October, and then it was supposed to stop. Because um, if you remember... If you remember, very early on in the season, um, someone had mentioned that S.H.I.E.L.D. and the ATCU had managed to get the product, like the contaminated product, pulled from all store shelves. Interesting. That's cool. Uh, I don't think I remember that, but that makes sense. Yeah. So, it's not going to be, you know, a big deal. Uh, but... There, there would still be a significant amount of people who were affected, who wouldn't know about the recall, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, the yeah. first, the first Inhuman that we actually get introduced to um, this season is actually a gay man, which I found pretty interesting. It was some actual representation. They never mentioned it again, but who's to say they won't? We still have four more seasons. That's true. Very true. Um, okay, I think I need to bring the cat out of the bag. Also, 
another cat sleeping. Um, but... Like, okay, I really do love this season, but I've started noticing a trend. You remember why I love this uh, show, right? More than... Uh -huh. um, would call like more than um the mainline MCU. Yeah. Yeah. They're starting to do it. I liked it because uh, like you know all of the people in the MCU you have their powers and all of that. But people in this show they're just badass. Like, we have a one-woman army that can go in and just just beat everyone up. But with the Inhumans, it's trying to turn less of a... In fact, this entire season, it's trying to become less of Asians of S.H.I.E.L.D. and more of an X-Men movie. And that's what they were trying to do. Yeah, that's what they were trying to do. Um, Marvel wanted to recreate what they had with the X-Men in a way that would give them film rights. Because the, there was the whole deal with like Marvel going bankrupt and selling off the X-Men film rights to Fox. But then, of course, the MCU takes off um, and... Fox won't sell them back the rights, so Marvel kills off the X-Men in the comics and introduces the Inhumans. Um, and uh, this season does very much feel like X-Men 2000 all over again. However, it does kind of feel better. <laughs> than X-Men or 2000? Yeah, like... Yeah, it, it feels better than X-Men 2000. I won't say that the Inhumans just in general are better than the X-Men, just that this season of this show feels better than that movie felt. I see. Um, I mean, what my main complaint is, is that this is not the reason why I fell in love with the series. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know, that may be a problem going forward, because, um, I mean, I don't necessarily know how much people with powers play into everything, but I do know that the plots generally start having higher stakes. Mm -hmm. They have to, like, considering... Um, Daisy gang powers, um, you know, that swayed things, but it, it was never a problem. This season is not a problem because it's extremely good. But I don't know how much I can, like, how much more I can uh, take of it. Yeah, well, from what I understand, the rest of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is supposed to be really good. Especially mm -hmm. Season 7. Yeah, if only Inhumans was as good. Yeah. Um, there's that a sucks. creator I follow. There's a creator I follow on YouTube who does a lot of videos about the MCU. Um, mostly, like, explaining-type videos where, like, he, he explains, like, how timelines work... He talks about, like, theories, um, theoretical timeline placements before we have an official, um, like, stance on where something is in the timeline. Blah, blah, blah. All that. Um, he typically has the same opinions on Marvel stuff as me. 
Um, but in a video from him that I watched recently, he said Inhumans was the worst thing Marvel has ever made. And if he's saying that, You're I'm gone. very nervous about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm very nervous about that series if he's saying that. Because, like, having seen Phase 4, Marvel's made some pretty bad stuff. If this is the worst one, I don't know what I don't know what it could be. Like, see, I did. I really did not like Dark World. I made that quite known. Um, I imagine they also don't like Dark World as well. I can't remember them saying whether or not they liked it, but I can't imagine they did. I mean, yes, um, you know that you have around the same opinions. Yeah, I mean, the only movie I can remember him saying that he liked that I did not like was Eternals. Hmm. But speaking of Eternals, um, and this is just going to sound weird because I'm going to go in a completely different direction, but okay. Eternals tackles a very, very serious topic, um, and this season does as well. Um this season, they tackled the topic of addiction, because the way Hive, like, Hive has this ability to kind of get inside an inhuman's head and basically get them to do what he wants, and he does this by basically drugging them, and you become addicted to this very, like, an inhuman will become addicted to this very fast, um... And, of course, um, as shown in Daisy, because of the addiction, it has heavy withdrawals. Yeah. And, like, she even tries to get Hive to take her back, and thankfully it seems Lash made that Im Yeah, like, Lash made that impossible. Somehow. <laughs> and was that ever explained, or was it just, yeah, that happened? Yeah, it basically felt like, yeah, that happened, but, like, I mean, I don't know, he has powers, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Lash has some cool powers, I'm not complaining, I'm just wondering, like, like was that ever properly explained, or are we just rolling with it? I just, I, we're just rolling with it. A wizard did it. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I think, um, I, I really do love the, uh, the way that they handled this because like unlike with eternals this isn't just metaphorical it's very literal like what what um what hive is doing is it very much works the same way that an that a drug or alcohol would and we even see another character who has already lived through their own addiction story like, empathizing with her and, like, understanding what she's going through. Also, within humans, um, like X-Men, we're always, um, there's always a relation to some minority. I feel like yeah. it's a lot, had a lot more, um, relationship to trans this season. I think I can see that. But especially ticked me off on that was how Coulson um 
I think like two times was calling her Sky. It's like I keep having problems with that. It's like no, it's just you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he how he has trouble calling her Daisy. Yeah. Um, Which I thought I would have but, trouble telling that too, but I mean, um, sixteen hours of um, yeah, sh- you know, season can really uh, do things to you. Yeah. Only in this case, it's kind of the reverse journey for a trans person. Because, like, normally a trans person, we will choose our own name, and the transition for everyone else is to start calling us by our chosen name instead of the name that we were given at birth. (laughs) Whereas in this show, it is literally the reverse. Daisy chose the name Sky because she didn't know her real name. And when she finally found it, started choosing to go by that name. Yeah. And there was other things in this series and this season, like how obviously people um, transform and obviously some people don't really want to transform, but I guess that and was describing just... it. And the fact that they also describe it as a transition. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they literally say it about um, Andrew Garner. He's still transitioning. Yeah, you can understand why I um, feel like it's a trans metaphor this time. Yeah, and that makes sense. Um, it's certainly better than, um, well, I don't know how much better it is than comparing um, the mutants to Jews living under Nazi Germany. Because some of some of these uh, inhumans are actually doing very, very awful things. Like, for instance, Hive and Lash. Yeah, though, in a way, Hive... Uh, well... God, Hive was just a tragedy. I mean, while it doing something terrible, it also, um, I mean, it was made that way by the Kree. Oh, wait. Yeah. T- sorry, did I say Lash? I mean, yeah, Hive. Like, you said Hive. Okay, cool. I don't know why, but my brain's like, hey, were you talking about Lash? Wait, was I? But, <laughs> um, yeah, the Hive, uh, God, the Kree just fucked with him. Um, and let's just go over a lash for a second. Um, it completely altered his personality and with memories too. So that's why he wasn't going after, um, Daisy. Yeah. And he didn't really go that much after Lincoln, but he did go after Lincoln some. Yeah. He was able to hold back. Like, it's clear that um, I think they made clear that they did not want this themselves. Yeah, and I I, it- I, I really love I, I really love everything this season did. Like it was like where they went with almost every character this season was a really cool, interesting direction. And um, the final scene, um, how do you like the final scene with um, the hive and? Like, in space. Ah, uh, yes. Hive dying. Which I 
do kind of have my doubts about, but whatever. I mean, it was kind of just an interesting scene where they both just looked at the Earth before... Actually, I don't know. Did they just, like, blow up? Yeah, they blew up. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we literally blew. see the explosion. But, yeah, um, they took Coulson to interesting places this season. They took Ward to interesting places. Daisy, Lincoln, um, Fitz, Finally, Simmons. Finally, they didn't take uh, Fitz and Simmons to an interesting place at the end of this season. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, there is the rule of three, but I feel like, you know, it probably would have get, gotten tired if they did it a third time. I feel like um, the rule of three, it wasn't Fitz and Simmons this time. It was someone else. Yeah. So, um, like, May goes to an interesting... Like, but May's whole story, character arc this season is really cool. Um, same with Garner. Um, even Mac, um, like we get to see his brother and everything that went down with that. The watchdogs kind of were under, underutilized, but I feel like whatever. they're coming back. Maybe I would hope so. Yes. Like to the very last scene that we've seen of watchdogs, they're alive and well. And see, that's it's kind of funny that this season has a group called the Watchdogs because you've been playing a Watchdogs game recently. Uh, Watchdogs Legion, uh, specifically, yeah. And see, that's funny because there's also a TV show um, set in the X Men worlds uh, called Legion. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, wait a minute, I don't think this is in bloody London. <laughs> But yeah, um, I don't know this this show. It did this season. It did a lot of things right. It didn't have the any of the problems that bo like bothered me with seasons one or two. So I, I'd say I really enjoyed this season. I think this is the first season of Agents of Shield that I can say that I genuinely think is really good overall. Um, same here. But that said, I I did enjoy season one of Agents of Shield a lot, and mm -hmm. season two, there were parts of it that I enjoyed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's like Avery, but I really do hope they don't go with this path of like using powers too much. Yeah. Also, before we end, um, I just want to mention how uh, Daisy has gone emo. Well, I mean, when you get an addiction and then, well, you hurt pretty much everybody around you. And then your boyfriend dies when you're trying to atone for all the hurt that you've done. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna send you into uh, a depressive state. An emo phase. We'll see how that. Sorry, what? I said an emo phase. Maybe <laughs> we'll see how this goes um, next season. I guess. All right. Yeah. 
It's um, some, something weird I've noticed is that, like, I don't know when exactly it happened, but Daisy does not feel like the main character anymore. No, not really. Yeah, and she was very, she very much felt like the main character in seasons one and two. Oh, absolutely. That just and feels one. like a. Well, I mean, I'd say so in 2 as well, because, like, the whole plot line of 2, well, what probably should have been the whole plot line of 2 was, like, the whole Inhumans and Afterlife and everything else about it. Yeah. But they also had this real S.H.I.E.L.D. thing, which I, I d- didn't really enjoy that. Um, and everyone and it, forgot. Yeah, it feels like the whole real S.H.I.E.L.D. plot line was completely forgotten about once Gonzalez was murdered. Um, I mean, yeah, the other members of S.H.I.E.L.D. are still there, but we never see Coulson having to answer to a group of people. I mean, I guess the fact that, um, both S.H.I.E.L.D.s went under the radar kind of helped. Yeah. So, of course... um, the real shield was with Coulson because, it, you know, actually, wait, hold on a second. Where the fuck is Nick Fury now? Somewhere. I, I swear to God, they need to like release a series like, where is Nick Fury doing this time? I mean, to be fair, we do know that he's working on like setting up Sword. God, that but man's like, always up to something. Like, he, he's helping to set up S.W.O.R.D., and he's also, like, for a while there, he was also tracking down and basically one-manning Hydra bases. Um, I never knew that he was that strong. <laughs> yeah, but I've said all I want to say about this season. It's really good. Honestly, same. Um, you've been doing it recently, so why don't you go first? Alright, well, uh, we're not doing critic readings for this, because right. uh, we do them by the entire series, because that's all we can get. Um, so, I didn't premeditate a score for this, goddamn. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I that's think why I'm I want you go to go with, first. I think I'm going to go with an 8.3. You know, that's a little bit low for what I was expecting from you. I'll be honest. I don't know. Maybe I could rise it a little bit, but like that's just what my gut feeling says. Go with this now. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like my gut feeling is going at an 8.5. Alright. Well, I think that's all for this episode. You can join us next week for uh, Spies in Disguise and Beautiful Creatures. I might have said Bridge to Terabithia earlier. If you Instead did, of beautiful why? Because <laughs> that's also a book-to-movie adaptation that was really good, but that one's not God a romance cats. at all. That one's not a romance at all, so... Uh, yeah, it's something. We'll, we'll cover Bridge to Terabithia eventually, though. Um, so yeah, join us next week for Spies in Disguise and Beautiful Creatures. Join us next month for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Slingshot and the Marvel One-Shots. Um, you can join us in two months for season four. Uh, but with all that being said, I've been Avery, that's been Lily, and we will be seeing you.